Proverbs chapter 3, and uh, we want to continue with this uh, series. Uh, we, we stopped off in verse 6 last week. We're going to pick up in verse 7. Look what it says. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Yeah, that's for all you know-it-alls. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. I want to talk about today deeper. I want to continue talking about how to strengthen your relationship with God. I started this series entitled Deeper. And this is just one part of this series, but we started off with talking about strengthening your relationship with God. Uh, one of the things I want you to know as we embark on this journey in this, this summer series, I want you to know that we serve a God that you can get to know better. Uh, there are a lot of people who serve other things that they call God. Amen. But you cannot have a deeper relationship with that. Some call it idols. Amen. Success can be an idol. Money can be an idol. There are a lot of different things that we idolize. Our cars, our homes, and everything else. But I, I, I reckon you cannot deepen your relationship. No matter how much you wash your car. Amen. Your car won't talk back to you. Come on somebody. Your car won't look over you. Amen. Uh, things of this world will not satisfy you like God can. Uh, maybe you've had bad situations. Maybe you've had bad circumstances with people. and Or maybe you've had a bad church run. <laughs> but I want to encourage you that even if you had a bad church run, it wasn't the church. It, was, it wasn't God. It was the people maybe in the church. That brought you that experience. God doesn't change. And the one thing we have to understand. Is that we serve in the kingdom of God. With imperfect people. We serve in the kingdom with people. Just like you. You mess up and they mess up. But the thing about having a deeper relationship with God. Amen. It has to be a desire. It has to be something. That you want. More than anything else in this world. Take Abraham, for instance. Abraham waited, amen, a long time. As a matter of fact, I can tell you, he waited about 80 years before what was promised to him came to pass. Are you with me? And, and what I found out is that while you're waiting for God, sometimes the relationship can get a little stale. Sometimes between waiting for what you believe God has for you and getting it, it can cause sometimes a disconnection from him. Because there are times in the journey when it seems like it's not going to happen. I wish I had somebody. You see, 
I believe that we all have a motive. And we all have a motive as to why we want to get deeper with God. Why we want to strengthen our relationship with God, right? Abraham, for instance, take Abraham, for instance, right? Uh, God promised him a child. He got the child. But then right after he gets the child, God says to him, sacrifice the child. See, when God called him, he had no hesitations. As a matter of fact, he's much different than Moses, which we're going to get to that later on. Watch this. He's much different than Moses, but Abram, what he did was he left everything to follow God. Right? But then when he when, he, when what was promised to him, God says, give it back to him. I want you to sacrifice this child, Isaac. Right? Watch this. This, this is crazy to me sometimes. I be like, God be doing some stuff, boy. And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, I said, God, why is it that you, you had him, first of all, to wait such a long time? Yeah. Amen. Imagine that. How many have been waiting a little while? For your breakthrough. You, you've you been waiting a little while to see things happen on your end, right? And, and you're wondering and you're saying to yourself, God, when is it going to happen? But I know you told me. How many of you sure it was God now? You got you got to make sure it's God now. Because sometimes it's stuff we want, right? And so, and so what I believe is that, you know, what God was doing with Abram, he was Abram, which would next be, which he'll change his name to Abraham. Watch this. I believe God was deepening his relationship. I, I believe that God was saying, Abram, I know I said what I said and I meant what I said. As a matter of fact, you named him Isaac, which is laughter because Sarah didn't even believe. They were a hundred years old. Everything had stopped working kind of, sort of. Amen. They had powdered milk instead of good milk. I wish I had somebody. Y'all ain't trying to. <laughs> and we got some stuff happening right there biologically that you're saying, man, I don't even think it's going to happen. And now some of us who are living in our lives right now and things look just like that is dried up. Stuff ain't working like it used to work. Amen. And you're saying to yourself, I know God told me such and such and this and that and the third, right? But watch this though. But you got to understand with God, he can do anything. Do I have anybody? God can do whatever he wants to do. And the thing about us is that we, we, work, we, we need the visual aids. We, we need to know. We need to see things in order for us to believe. And that's not faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But check this out. And I'm getting down the road with Abraham. Watch this. Abram was asked, was asked God. No, he wasn't asked. He was told. God said, now take this boy and go sacrifice. What did Abram do? Did he hesitate? No, he did it because he knew God. Now, let me ask you a question. How deep is your relationship with God? That if he asks you to do something, that there'll be no hesitation, there'll be no resistance, there'll be no holding back. It will be like, because I know who he is and what he can do, guess what? I'm going to do what he asked me to do. Do I have a witness? And I want to say this to say this to you today. God wants and desires 
to see your effort. Listen to me real good. Your effort to grow in this relationship. Can I ask you a question? How much effort have you been putting in it? Well, I pray every day. Praying is that, that's just piece of it. That's just piece of it. Are you following me? And, 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 and see, here's the thing. How is it possible to grow in a relationship with God? And, and I'll tell you how, how it's possible because the God we serve, you may want to write these P's down and one A. Ready? He's personal. He's present. There's not a moment in your life where God is not present because he's omniscient and he's omnipresent. So, so you understand what I'm saying? Watch this now. Watch this now. God is present everywhere. God feels everything. Are you with me? Watch this now. He's patient. And the A, he's approachable. You can approach God. And I want to say to somebody here today, when we realize that we can go deeper, maybe we'll take the plunge. Maybe we'll say, you know what? I don't want to just have just a relationship. I want to have a deeper relationship. Abram took that child, tied him down for the sacrifice. Watch this. Isaac wasn't crazy though. Isaac said, now dad, now hold on now. You you got it. Shoot, you got everything. We missing the main piece. And, and you know what? You know you know what the lesson is there. As Isaac was a young boy. You know what the lesson there is. Teach your kids about God and church. He knew something was missing from worship. Lord have mercy. And when you when you come to church, let me help you with something. You got to know what's missing. And if you don't see or hear about Jesus. Then that's the missing piece. Are you with me? Because watch this. You can go to a lot of places. And they call it church. Come on help me. But guess what? There's some missing ingredients. Are you with me? And so and so we come to our passage today. I told you that Solomon has written this, this particular proverb. He is the writer of proverb. And he is laying us out a path with wisdom. If if. If God is calculated, then you and I ought to be calculated. What do I mean by calculated? You have to really ask yourself a question. Are you the same Christian you was last year? Come on, help me somebody. Are you the same Christian you was six months ago? Because the one thing I know about God, the deeper you go with him, the more you start seeing a transformation in your life. God gives you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And so last week I told you, you can go deeper by deepening your trust in the Lord. I told you secondly, by deepening your love for the Lord. I told you by depending on the Lord. And I told you by deliberately knowing and following his word. You can go deeper. But you can't go deeper with God if you don't trust him. I told you last week, if God, if you can't, if you can't trust God with your money, that's everybody. That's it. 
that's a true sign that you, you know, you, you ain't going no deeper than where you are. Amen. We talked about giving him our last. Some of you chuckled at that. Amen. Getting that $20 bill out that compartment where you got it hidden somewhere. And we said we have a deficit today. I saw that. De- I didn't bring light to it, but our deficit is 1600 today. Amen. And I want to know how many of you are going to trust God that we're going to get it. All right, then. <laughs> Just a few of you. All right. So the text goes on to say, amen. It says, it says here, watch it, watch it. He moves on from verse six. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. Look what he says in verse seven. He says, do not be what? Wise. Let's deal with this. There are a lot of Bible scholars in church that ain't never studied the Bible. Amen. There are a lot of people in church who know a lot more about God, but they have never experienced God. Are you with me? The text says, if you're going to trust God, you can't depend on you. He says, do not be wise. See, here's the thing. There's there's wisdom of God and then there's wisdom of the world. But the wisdom that he's talking about here, he says, do not be wise. Some people, you can't tell them nothing. You know why? Because they're an expert in everything. Can't correct them. Can't direct them. (laughs) Can't encourage them. Because they know everything. And I believe that if you're going to go deeper with God and deepening this relationship with God, the first thing you have to do is by denying and destroying all your pride. Pride is the issue. Pride causes us to think we know more than everyone else. Pride is a great sin. And if nobody can tell you anything without you having an issue or rebuttal, then it's pride. Well, I have an opinion. No, he says, do not be what? Do not be what? Wise in your own eyes. Can I say something to you? You need advice just like I need advice. You need instructions just like I need instructions. You need correction just like I need correction. Are you with me? Nobody's off limits, but here's the thing. He says it's a dangerous thing if you're going to deepen your relationship with God by not depending on him, but depending on what you learned 60 years ago. Amen. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. You can't deepen your relationship with God if you're reading self-help books. The only book that's going to work for you deepening your relationship with God is the Bible. And how can they hear without a teacher? And how can they preach unless they were sent? Are you with me? A student is not above his teacher. And what I'm saying to you today is that maybe that relationship that you try to get with God is based on all information. Watch this. But information that you're not updating. Everything needs to be updated. Anybody got an iPhone and an Android? Come on, you remember when you know when you get that little alert on your phone, the little red that drives me nuts. The little red, the little red thing on on the wheel. I'm like, gosh, I hate to upgrade because I got a custom. Come on and help me, somebody. I got a custom with the functions that I have here, and some of the apps when I upgrade, it won't work with the new 
system. Why? Because it's running on old information. I'm trying to help somebody to let you know something that pride is probably why you are not growing deeper in your relationship with God. Are you with me? And listen, let me help you with something. We all got a touch of pride. He said, don't be wise in your what? In your own eyes. Amen. Now, 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 watch this down. Watch this down. The word for wise here, chakam in the Hebrew, the word means to be, to be skillful, skillful or to be an expert at everything. Oh, Lord. I done lived longer than you, so now I know more than you. No, that don't work here. If you want a deeper relationship with God, God says, I want you to rely on me. I want you to come to me with everything. If you want to know something, come to me. If you want to know something, seek out your pastor for advice. Open the word of God. Read. Now listen, don't open the word of God by yourself and you don't understand it. And just because you got a few study Bibles at home doesn't mean you understand it. Are you with me? Because it's the spirit along with the word of God, along with the man of God that can decode the word and speak a word of life into you. Lord, help me not to be wise in my own eyes. Listen, I had this problem and I didn't realize it was pride. But you know what started? You know how I figured it out? I looked at my prayer life and I look at the answers. And I started to realize God was holding back some stuff from me because I thought I knew it all. But thank you, Jesus, that I had to deal with my pride. Come on and say amen. Some of you got quiet on the pride thing because you know you're prideful. Amen. Watch the text. He says, look what he says next now. He says, fear the Lord. Now, does God want us to be afraid of him? Now, let me give you a scenario. Adam and Eve in the garden. Watch this. It says it was in the cool of the day that they heard the Lord walking in the garden. God ain't got feet. How you going to walk? Pretty deep, ain't it? How you going to walk? He ain't got no feet. See, God already knew what they were going to do. So God gave them the impression that wind that blew through, see, when you're living in sin, first of all, you hide. And anything that that looked like light or sound like God, you're going to be scared. When you ain't doing right, watch this, you're going to always have to look behind you. Because you know you ain't, look, nobody knew you wasn't doing right. How you? You just told on yourself. That's what sin does. It causes you to hide, but watch this. It causes you to cover up yourself and to cover it up. So they they had become self-sufficient. Watch this now. Watch this now. He says, fear the Lord. See, the relationship with Adam and Eve changed. Watch this. From reverence to terror. They were literally scared. Watch this. I want to help somebody with something. Because some of us need to tighten up. Tell your neighbor we need to tighten up. 
Watch this. He says, fear the Lord. And here's the other thing. So the first thing is by denying and destroying all pride. But the second thing is by deepening your reverence for God. Watch this. Watch this. Here's the deal. Sometimes we get loose and lax. We start thinking about the things of God like everything else. When our service to God becomes a burden, we're entering the danger zone. Why? To fear God is to serve him. Watch this. To fear God is to reverence him. To fear God is to reverence the things of God. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Don't go there. But Proverbs 9 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you are reverencing God, I'm talking about you walk into this, to this house of God and you come in here not to say, well, let me see what the preacher guy said today. He ain't, he ain't talking about nothing. Uh, that's not reverence. You see, you see, I respect God so much so it doesn't matter where I go. If I walk into the house of God, I know that whatever ground it is, it's got to be holy. I'm walking on holy ground and I'm going to reverence God. Listen, tell your neighbor, we got to tighten up. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And watch this. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 10, 27, just write the reference down. The fear of the Lord, watch this, it prolongs your days. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And here's what I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. When you have a reverence for God and the things of God, watch this, you can go deeper. The things that you don't, listen, listen, don't think that what you're doing, by the way, for God is in vain. Because in due season, God will reward you for what you're doing. But God don't want to reward you if that's why you're doing it for the reward. Hello, somebody. If you do it because you are reverencing him, because he's a personal God. He's a patient God. Come on, somebody. That he woke you up this morning. That, that watch this. That, that you and him have a relationship. God, I reverence your house. I reverence your man. I reverence my brother and sister in Christ. Listen, I reverence what you're doing in my life. It's having that reverence for the things of God. A lot of preachers think when people call you reverend, you know what that means? It means respect. I wish I had somebody. They ain't calling you Rev just because. They're calling you Rev because it means I reverence you as a man of God. That's why you have to live what you teach. You can't be cool on Sunday and a fool on Monday. And that's leaders in the church. And that's deacons in the church. And that's teachers, especially teachers. If you teach in this world, you can't act a fool out there. It's reverence for God. It's reverence for his word. And I believe God taught me that early in my days. Early when he saved me. Listen, I used to be convicted. I'd be like, man, I don't know what that man talking about, man. Why are you talking so hard? But I understood something. If I didn't want advice, it meant that I was prideful. Here's the thing. I want to go deep. How, you want, how many of you want to go deeper? 
I want to go deeper. I need to go deeper. You know why? Because I still believe there's some things that God has yet to show me that I want to see it happen in my life. But I cannot do it if I don't reverence God. He says, fear God and do what? Turn away from evil. Can I say this? Evil doesn't always show up as evil. No. No. Uh, man, listen. Evil will show up packaged real good. Sounding good. Looking good. Smelling good. All of that. Listening to you good. And all the while, they got a motive. All the while. Listen, evil will dress up and make you think that they the lick. So the next thing you got to do to deepen your relationship with God is by deciding to turn from evil distractions. See, 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 we live in an evil world, y'all. And watch this. What is evil? Here's what's evil. Whatever stops you from living for God is evil. Whatever talks to you about God and talks you crazy about your service to God is evil. Anything that pulls you away from reverencing God is evil. I stopped by to tell you I've seen some evil in my days. And it didn't it didn't show up like that, you understand? It showed up in a package. It showed up as a distraction. And what I'm trying to say, saints, the more you grow in your relationship with God, the more he'll give you discernment to know what's evil and what's not. Are you with me? He says, he says, he says, I'm going to sit down. I'm done. I'm done. My, my points are done. Watch this. One more point. Look what he says, verse 8. He says, now, when you do all, when you do all that, he says, it will be... So watch this. Being wise in my own eyes causes me to become reckless. Why would he say the continuation to this verse that it will, where, where does healing come from? Hold on a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Do you not know that your spiritual affects your physical? Do you know when you sit there and binge watch mess? All 18 series, all 18 seasons of Empire. Mess. Do you not know it affects your body? You start cussing a little bit. I can always tell when people start hanging with evil people. Because they, they didn't cuss before. All of a sudden they just drop one. I'm like, I ain't never heard that. You can tell who a person is by the people they hang with. And I'm telling you, evil shows up. It shows up in the pulpit and it shows up in the pew. Hello. Look what he says. He says it will be what? Healing to your body. So hold on a minute. If I'm wise in my own eyes, it affects my body, right? Watch this. Watch this now. It affects my reverence for God, right? But look what he says. He says it will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. 
So God is not only interested in your spiritual life, he's interested in your physical life. Watch this. So here's the thing. If you want to deepen your relationship with God, here's the last point. You have to, by developing consistency with the first three points. That's it. That's the formula. We wonder why we're sick. We wonder why we're tired. Physically. We wonder why we're fatigued. We wonder why we're drained. You know why? Because you think you know everything. You ain't reverencing God. You ain't praying. You ain't fasting. Oh, you ain't worshiping. Amen. You have poor physical health. Because, watch this. Check this out, though. Steve Jobs had billions. But he also had cancer. And he's been gone. What did he take with him? Nothing. And when you watch the documentary of Steve Jobs' life, you realize he didn't know God. He believed in Zen and Ben and all the other kins and all that other stuff. And, 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 and I'm, I, I don't know where he is, but what I'm saying to you is this. He did not know God. But all of the money he amassed, he could not save his physical body. Can I tell you something? I've been living with diabetes, heart attack, all this other stuff for, for, for about a good 10 years now. Okay? I may not be in full good health, but guess what? God is prolonging my life. Are you with me? Because he's given me the wisdom to eat right. The wisdom to exercise. The discipline to do what I need to do. People think that just because, watch this, they know the Lord, they don't supposed to take care of their bodies. But if you apply all three, watch this, your health becomes the most important thing that you have left on this earth. Can I help somebody with something? God can heal you. God can deliver you. God can give you a better life if you reverence him. If you're not wise, if you rid yourself of pride, pride will stop you. See, when an athlete talks about being in the zone, they're talking about the fact that they're playing and functioning at a different level. In other words, they're following a path. I remember hearing Michael Jordan say, uh, describing what it's like to be in the zone. This is what he said. He said, it looked to me that the rim was this wide. And I couldn't miss even if I wanted to. As a matter of fact, Emmett Smith built a whole marketing campaign called the Emmett Zone. He described the zone as being in that place where he could smell the end zone and neither hell nor high water was going to keep him out of it. God has a zone for saints. I wish I had somebody. It is a realm of operating where he wants us to flow. It is where he wants you to operate on a new spiritual level. I wish I had somebody when an athlete is in the zone. That doesn't mean that there are no defenders trying to stop them or tacklers trying to corral them. It simply means that whoever, whatever, is getting in the way will be overcome because the athlete 
is in the zone. May I ask you a question? What's stopping you from getting in the zone? What's stopping you? What is holding you back from getting to the place where God wants you to be? What's stopping you from deepening your relationship with God? Is it pride? Is it lack of reverence? Is it the evil distractions? Or is it because you don't want to apply these three? And so as I close today, I encourage you this way. I encourage you like this. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Get in the zone. Stay in that zone. Don't let distractions come. The devil's going to try to convince you that living for God, every time you decide to do something for God, it gets bad. No. No, it does not. It gets better. The difference is, here's the difference. When you go through, you'll have the wisdom to navigate through. That's what God will give you. Wisdom. If I'm going to deepen my relationship with him, I cannot keep thinking that I know it all. Old information. Outdated material. If you come to the well, get some fresh water. Get some fresh water. I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. I don't want pride to be the reason why I'm stuck. As a matter of fact, First Peter says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Saints, God wants you to have a deeper relationship with him.